Welcome everyone to the WASH SDG podcast, a podcast on water, sanitation, and hygiene, or otherwise known as WASH. The WASH SDG program is delivered by a Dutch government-funded consortium led by Simavi with the WASH Alliance International Partners, SMV, and Plan International. My name is Ken Kaplan, and I'm the host of this episode. I'm a freelance consultant working in WASH for over 20 years, focused on governance, institutional arrangements, and partnerships. In this podcast series, we invite practitioners from the field to discuss some important topics that relate to their work on WASH. Today's episode will focus on the WASH SDG Innovation Fund, a fund that was established to complement and enhance the impact of the WASH SDG program and to increase the catalytic effects or spin-offs beyond this program. It provides the opportunity to test innovative approaches and practices in the WASH sector and gather evidence of their impact. In this episode, we'll talk with the three innovation projects that are currently being funded through the WASH SDG program. All three projects relate to WASH and healthcare facilities. I would like to welcome a guest from each of the projects, Putri Anissa Pramesti from SMV Indonesia, Shrawasti Kamacharya from Hekaf Nepal, and John Mutebi from Waseo, Uganda. It would be great if you could quickly introduce yourselves. So let's start with Putri. Can you just say a quick introduction, please? Okay. Hi, Ken. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. So my name is Putri Anissa. Uh, I'm the WASH Knowledge Management Officer for WASH at this program in Indonesia. So I also speak here on behalf of our local partner. That's great. Thank you. And Shrawasti, if you could introduce yourself too. Hi, everyone. Hi, Ken. Uh, I'm Shrawasti Kamajari. I'm working as a program manager in this organization. And for this innovation, I'm working as a technical expert in healthcare waste management and managing all of this activity of the innovation project. So when we talk about the HECAF 360s committed to creating a toxic-free Nepal by design and implementing clean, green, and smart solution via partnership with different stakeholders. Yeah, thank you and welcome. So John, maybe you could introduce yourself too, please. Okay. Uh, this is John Motebe from Uganda. I work with an organization called WASEO, commonly known as Water and Sanitation Entrepreneurs Association Uganda. We are part of the Uganda WASH Alliance and part of the Uganda WASH SDG program, supporting on service provision. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. And welcome, John, to you too. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, so let's in, let's introduce the innovation projects if we could, and just just very briefly, um, Shawasti, what is the issue you're trying to address, and what is the the innovation that you are introducing? Okay, so the major issue uh, about the waste, like it is on the source on the resource uh, sec- sector, um, which is under the wash as well, but it is not uh, like uh, openly talked about. And it is not like waste is not properly taken care of by health facilities. They just put all the ki- all different kind of waste together, uh, which means that the infectious or contaminated waste increases. So moreover, waste is burnt, uh, either burnt, releasing harmful toxic gases or mixed with the municipal waste, contaminating the general waste as well. So this innovation aims to address this issue by installing the safe and sustainable healthcare waste management into facilities in Nepal, providing both the technology and knowledge. And uh, this innovation will uh, address this issue by offering the complete system from the segregation to final disposal. Uh, in in these two facilities where waste will be segregated at source, transport safely and treated using non-run technology, reducing the carbon footprint as well. Mm. This system, from the segregation to the final disposal, will reduce the amount of the contaminated waste as well. 
and we uh, the major problem is injury from the needles that is used for the injecting people so this the needle cutters are mandated to use i mean to reduce that prevalence of the injury of, uh, caused by the needles among the staff and also um, the major problem in nepal and most of the southeast asia Asian country, like it will contribute to stop the illegal marketing of repack syringes that will save the uh, human human health. So similarly, yeah, for right. changing the mindset, uh, our team has uh, trained all of the staff involved, ranging from uh, support staff to the chief of the facilities. They are self-involved for the designing the system for themselves, and this will give the ownership to the system um, to them. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. No, thank you for introducing the project. And John, what about you? What's what's the key challenge or the key issue that you're you're facing, and and what's the in innovation that you've been introducing with your you, with your colleagues? So the key challenge here is uh, we have low functionality of basic wash infrastructure at most of the health centers in Nagago district. So you find that uh, uh, one of the wash infrastructure is broken down, and due to lack of enough resources it is ignored or it is just left there. So our innovation is basically focusing on uh, lack of alternative revenue streams to finance the routine maintenance of critical wash infrastructure. So we are finding uh, various income resources, uh, things, the approach is innovative in a sense that it seeks to tackle the key bottleneck that is limiting the involvement of the private sector in the maintenance of wash infrastructure at health hmm. facilities in Nagago district. And we utilize issues of resource mobilization, internal resource mobilization by the health centers. We look at monitoring these health, uh, wash facilities using the WashFit digital tool. And we look at utilizing the ready little resource by the health facility in a better way. So it's literally changing the mindset of the health center and showing them that they have local entrepreneurs around the health center that they can utilize instead of sourcing service providers from distances that are very far, who are very expensive. So source the, the nearby local entrepreneurs who are nearby, who you have trained, then also utilize the necessary resources that they have by generating, by utilizing income generating activities, which we have introduced to them, and also supporting entrepreneurs to set up businesses that are related to the health center that will generate some income for operation and maintenance for those wash facilities in that area. So it's not just a financial response, it's also a technical response yeah. too. Yes. Yeah, great. Thank you. No, thank you for the, the, the helpful introduction. And and last but not least, um, Putri, you're working uh, on a project in Indonesia. Is the challenge similar to the other projects? Yeah, so here in Indonesia, we also face a um, similar issue. So uh, also based on our uh, SNP baseline data that in the city that we are working in, like over 80% of toilet in the primary health center is fell under unimproved classifications, yeah, which is meaning there's limited gender-segregated toilets and suitable toilets for people with disabilities, among others. And also, there is no alignment uh, in defining what constitutes a good wash conditions in the national level monitoring system, in the local, and also in the joint monitoring 
a program like the global standard. So as you are working in the primary health center, which is the closest institutions to the community that is responsible for the promotion of health and the hygiene behavior, but ironically, there is rarely a feedback mechanism in place. So we aim to strengthen the accountability mechanism between the primary health center, between the community and also the city health office for better responsiveness, like stronger service delivery arrangements, and also to improve the wash-in primary health center. So to achieve that, our strategy is to set up structures for conversations and alignment between the stakeholders, between the primary health center, the health office, and the community to allow transparent information uh, to all parties. Yeah, so such open process, we believe, will enable uh, people power to create demand and to be responsible for their own wash uh, improvement. Also, uh, in this platform, the health office as duty bearers and the primary health center as service provider could uh, demonstrate their strong commitment in improving wash service delivery. Yeah, great. Thank you. Just put you just one quick question for you. I mean, is this setting up these multi-stakeholder platforms? Is that um, do they do that in any other in any other sectors in the areas that you're working in, in waste management or in education programs or other things? Or is this is this kind of new to the area? This approach. This is actually new for the the wash and primary health center area indeed because we two level structures at the city level the wash forum multi stakeholders and also at the primary health center itself the wash working group so uh, this has never been done before in any of the healthcare facility so this is a new innovative approach, approach. in yeah. during this area yeah, great. And and like we said, there, you, you're not familiar with any other sectors doing this in in uh, in the area, like um, the education sector or the waste management sector, others where they've created, you know, um, people's no. voice uh, mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we we don't have that here. Right. For that, okay. That, yeah. Interesting. That so, so it really is introducing something completely new in the area. That's great. And then let me let me turn to Nepal again, Shawasti. Um, you know, innovation and change they they often they bump up against a lot of reluctance from different stakeholders. How how have you firstly did you did you have any reluctance to uh, to change or to innovate from the the groups that you're working with, and how did the project kind of overcome them if you did? Yeah. So I've been involved in this uh, project since the beginning. So it was not that simply simple and easy to convince the people. And moreover, the people really don't care, care about the health waste in the facility. They will just focus on the health services. And uh, though it is true, true that health facilities are frequently monitored by the federal government on the basis of minimal sound standard that I've already mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, implementing a waste management system is not like it, it will not happen automatically or uh, naturally. Uh, in, at the initial stage, like we needed to receive the approval from the different authorities to start the project, but this process was so lengthy. Moreover, we struggled to obtain the buy-in from different stakeholders like local government, project health facilities, as well as the provincial government also. And similarly, it took a long time to convince the hospital management and provincial government for resource allocation due to the frequent transfer and our, like, Nepalese political instability. So that mm-hmm. was a great challenge for us. But in order to understand that urgency, this innovation-oriented and sensitized people of all level of government 
uh, in the health sector in Nepal uh, in need, uh, to uh, give them the uh, clear picture of the need of healthcare waste management and the on-site trainings also motivated the staff to um, uh, think about the changes and uh, new system to be adopted. So, yeah, we overcome that um, till the date, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it took a while to kind of convince people, but but ultimately it looks like people have come on board and, and it sounds like you've got a model that you can apply to, um, you know, that can be replicated across other parts of Nepal. Is that is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, again. So this is a part of our innovation as well. Yeah, that's great. No, thank you. I, I mean, we'll be keen to kind of follow that as you as you go forward to take the project further to replicate it. John and Putri, what about you? I mean, John, did you face kind of problems of kind of reluctance or hesitation from some of your counterparts in other institutions? On our side, the Innovation Pro- Fund project is a learning project. It's a project that is experimenting with doing things differently. And that comes with, with very many challenges. The biggest challenge that the project has faced is expectation of receiving free things as usual. Uh, and this is prevalent in Nagago district. We are, however, glad that at the beginning, this is beginning to change. Uh, there's also, at the start, they did not understand the concept of the project. And uh, we started with a team that has since changed. So we had to keep uh, onboarding the team in these various health centers. So first of all, the, the concept is unique and also changing their mindset is something that we are working on. There's a point where we had to first stall the project so that we get everyone on board to understand the sustainability of this innovation. So it's basically a mindset shift and uh, challenges of receiving things free is something that has to change because Hmm. not all those things that are free will continuously be there. They will end at one point. So, so John, just just quickly, do you think that you're at a point now where others are starting to pay attention, other health centers and, and the government are starting to pay attention to what you're doing and they might seek to replicate it themselves? Yes, uh, I think there is some attention coming through and they want us to engage in a a national dialogue in the next few months to share some of the challenges that the health centers are finding because at times the system also affects the innovations. For instance, the procurement processes do not allow local entrepreneurs that we are sourcing in the the vicinity Mm -hmm to engage in service provision for these health centers. Something to talk about at national at the national level with the Ministry of Health and Ministry of Water. And these are the things that we want to discuss. And if some of these policies are changed, it could easily be scaled to other health centers. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds really promising. Um, yeah, and good luck taking that forward with the different levels of authority inside the, in the government, et cetera. What about Indonesia? What about Putri? What 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 kind of problems have you faced in terms of um, launching the initiative, taking the initiative forward, promoting change of mindsets like John was talking about? Yeah, as you mentioned earlier, Ken, that changing is really close to like hesitation from the other parties. So we did actually encounter a rejection from the primary health center, particularly because uh, we try to introduce this multi-stakeholders, right? The multi-stakeholders forum, um, which involve many stakeholders. 
because usually the the wash improvement in primary healthcare they usually work in silo, so it is really a new thing for the primary health center. And also, as I said, that we are involved in the external parties like the community and the media. Uh, the primary health center also has this perception, particularly in uh, in media, because media is tend uh, to bring up negative critic. So at the beginning, they are really hesitating actually the primary health center. But then uh, we believe that the media is also a strong catalyst for a good change. So we try to push that involvement uh, during this whole process. Uh, so to overcome that, we invited the media to be present in all process of the primary health care. So then eventually the primary health center build trust to the uh, media because they share, like, write an article of the improvement and a good uh, or positive articles about the uh, primary health center. And also the other thing is we are engaging uh, with the top level decision maker, such as the uh, city mayor. So then we get the uh, necessary political backing for this project and also the commitment needed to run out the uh, project. So it's also involving the local government as well to support this project as well. Mm-hmm. So just so I understand correctly, I mean, was the media skeptical at first and then they kind of came on board or how did that how did that work? No, it's actually the primary health center that is skeptical that the media is involved because they are uh, because they are afraid that the media will uh, write or share news about a negative issue or like a critic to their facility. But yeah, but no. Okay, but then the healthcare facilities have come along and kind of see the value in what you're doing, as well as the local governments, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. No, that's, again, sounds really promising. And, I mean, if we talk about replication, so you think that there other other people are starting to pay attention in other municipalities and other other um, geographic areas to, to take the model on board, or? Yeah, yeah, we're actually ready to scale up, uh, because, as I mentioned earlier also, uh, we try to get, the top level decision maker to engage in this project. So we actually get the uh, uh, one of our city, the metro city, uh, the city mayor already shared their commitments and also they already allocated budgets for replication to another uh, primary health center for next year. So yeah, wow. their, their budget allocation like increased uh, like uh, 20 to 30% for the wash improvement in primary health center. So we, we are ready to scale up in terms of the other city. Uh, although uh, the city mayor is not as engaged uh, in this uh, as the other city, but then uh, we can already see the other primary health center, uh, the the good news that shared by the media. So they are interesting to also get this kind of project for the wash and healthcare improvement. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in terms of milestones, uh, if I understand correctly, WHO Indonesia had had. Good things to say about the project too. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah. We're actually very proud that our uh, innovation project, the social accountability uh, mechanism for wash and healthcare facility, was acknowledged as a model approach by the Ministry of Health and also by the WHO Indonesia. So the WHO Indonesia also mentioned that out of 200 healthcare facilities that adapted WashFit, like the metro city, one of one of our pilot city, uh, has progressed the most and inspired them visit metro to document its story and share it globally. So yeah, yeah, fantastic. No, that's re- that's really great. I mean, that's kudos to you for uh, for getting on the map, and it's great that WHO Indonesia has has recognized the project as well. So yeah, well done. And 
I mean, John, in terms of the project in Uganda, you'd mentioned that there is kind of increasing attention um, to the project and that others might be interested in scaling it up too. What's been the relationship to the Ministry of Water and Environment? I think it's just our relationship as an organization with these entities. But as uh, my colleague has said, they're in silos. Ministry of Water and the Ministry of Health sometimes don't connect. So we want to see if we can have a dialogue where both entities and sectors are together, together with the district authorities of Agago District plus the health center in charges. We discuss what the challenges are, the bottlenecks, and see how we can get our innovation to scale with those discussions. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so a lot relies on that kind of forging those dialogues across different stakeholder groups. It sounds. Yeah. Is that Shrivasti? Is that the same for you in in Nepal? Uh, yes. Can this project um, will be finalized in coming month? But at the same time, we have already uh, receiving the request from other partners to replicate and scaling up our experience as well. So we discuss when we discuss uh, these issues with the local government, these two municipality that we are working with. Um, we have received the commitment for collaboration for improving the waste management practice in these municipalities. And the modal uh, modal sites that we are implementing, in which the, we are implementing the system, will be serves as a hub center for managing the waste from the other health facilities in the same municipality. Mm-hmm. So the private sector, including the private clinics and labs, are also has also shown the uh, willingness to pay for the service that will be provided by this hub center. Mm-hmm. So local government is also allocating the budget for replicating this system in their municipality in other health facilities. And uh, nevertheless, like HECAF 360 is being advocating for replication of the system throughout the country by showcasing this center of excellence in both of the municipality. And we are trying to bind the relevant stakeholders to indicate, integrate this, uh, what we are talking about, the remote monitoring system in the technology, in a national system also. So we are planning for the open forum discussion for the system to be replicated to other facilities as well. So we are trying to like um, showcasing these models in the province to convince the province to have uh, like a long term plan for the uh, waste management in the province. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. I mean, it could really change the landscape of waste management, um, not only in healthcare facilities, but but more broadly in the country. That's that's really impressive. Yeah, thank you for your efforts on that. Look, I I just wanted to say a quick thank you to to John and Putri and Shawasti for for all of your inputs today, and also for the good works that you're doing. Um, it's it's really encouraging. Just in terms of some of the main messages that I've heard, it's it's really about changing mindsets, but it also it takes time, it seems, and relies a bit on dialogue across different stakeholder groups so that different perspectives can be heard and different ideas can be put on the table. Um, So thank you again to all three of you for your contribution today to this podcast. I really appreciate that. Happy to hear that all the projects are so successful and ready to scale up. So just to to say thank you again, and um, this is the end of this this podcast, but I hope you enjoyed today with John and Putri and Shawasti. Thanks for listening to this WASH SDG podcast. Make sure to share this episode and follow the WASH SDG partners and social media uh, to stay tuned for the following episodes. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes on menstrual hygiene management, IWRM, or toilets, please check them out. We're looking forward to seeing you next time at World Water Week. 
The WASH SDG podcast is a collaboration of WASH Alliance International, led by Simavi, SMV, and Plan International Netherlands. And this is all possible thanks to the Dutch Ministry of Foreign Affairs through the Inclusive Green Growth Department. Thanks, everyone, and take care.